Okay, so this is session eight of our Smoke and Snow game. When last we left our player party, they were on the borders of the lake leading to the misty haunted shores of the Witch Isle. They have a boat that they've taken with them, and they've also been joined by the friar of New Zealand, uh, Brother Lomas, who, Brother Lomas, you're... You've been starting to realise, given all the stories you've heard, particularly when these guys came back to the village last time, that given all the dangers out there in this new land of Valconan that you're all exploring, in order to like protect your flock, so to speak, and protect the village, you're maybe going to have to maybe take a, a little bit more of a sort of proactive stance. None of which, of course, is a flimsy excuse for you joining the adventuring party. Not at all. It's, it's all entirely legitimate. Providence. Indeed. <laughs> Praise Gail. Okay, okay. So, as you guys are obviously, we're sort of retconning uh, our friar, uh, Brother Lomas, in, because obviously Darren's now joined the game. Now, for the purposes of this, Obviously, we know that last session you travelled up to the lake, but we're sort of retconning him in to have joined you at New Seal Land, and he's travelled up, helping you with the boat and camping with you, etc., and you've travelled up to the lake. And as you now look across it, you guys said last session, for obvious reasons, you wanted to wait till morning before you went to the Witch Isle. Can't say I blame you, since most of the occupants, you assume, of the Witch Isle, the undead only seem to like rise after the hours of darkness. So going early morning makes mm -hmm. sense. So what I'm going to ask is obviously, as a, just to sort of like clue Darren in as a bit of a sort of montage, this will have happened while you're traveling, etc. Would one of you care to relate your previous experiences on the Witch Isle and what you know about it? Just sort of clue Darren in because obviously he wasn't there for the previous sessions. I'll leave it up to you which one of you wants to do that so uh, I would nominate Malcolm to talk about maybe the surrounding ideas that we've learned since um, but or, or Leopold whichever has the, the best notes from uh, our, our expedition but um, what we did last time was uh, come in uh, to the witch isle sort of like early evening bad idea and um we set about surveying the place which was kind of like a demolished it's a it's like a ruined uh tower not not really a fortress but a fortified position um quite ground down by time and probably the glaciers as well and we found a lot of dead bodies animated by whatever darkness is here. Uh, we already knew beforehand that people who die are animated uh, by some dark force and they are drawn to the witch isle. So we found a lot of these presumably people who have died in the vicinity and they had been drawn here and during daytime they are inanimate so we found a lot of corpses on the aisle sit about decapitating all of them <laughs> and mm. um 
also found a score of sarcophagi within which were uh, more corpses and we had a plan to sort those out uh, burn them uh, I decapitated all of them as well and we found I think at the time very little out about what had happened there but this ties into um, a particular religious order that we've learned since we didn't realize it at the time what was really going on but it was a uh, a religious order of of knights who had been struck blind or, or blinded as they were persecuted by by others who well there's there's a whole thing there but uh, we found some of their iconography of uh the sun and and these blind knights on the sarcophagi but we didn't ha really have a lot of time to dig into all that because night falls all the bodies that we piled up to burn like court would just gone and um, animated as the undead. It was a bad time and we ran away as fast as we could because the entire fortress uh, comes alive uh, with undead ghostly knights, I think it was. And we sort of didn't have the tools to, <laughs> to address that problem. So we fled. That was our first excursion there, and we determined not to go back until we figured out how to deal with things. But we've since learned something more uh, about all of this stuff. And now we have a, a relic as well, which we hope may be able to lift whatever curse is here. So that's my cliff notes on the action. Okay, okay. and I'll give the cliff notes on what we found out subsequently. And so... So what we know is that the Amasu, who were like the ancient magic users, um, found something evil in the ice as the ice was melting. They were melting the ice to make the land more fertile. Uh, and they found something that scared them. And they basically stopped melting the ice and for caused this big ice age. And they were persecuted for doing it. And these knights stood beside them and the knights were kind of blinded and persecuted as a result of that. Um, so then the knights were burned at the stake, kind of, and kind of basically ended up in this um, aisle. Now, what we believe is that the knights are, are uh, true and faithful to their order and fight chaos. Uh, and they rise every night and they call the dead to them every night to fight against a much darker evil um, that is contained within the oil. And um, so effectively every day it's just an island and at night it's a battlefield between these ancient uh, order of knights and their undead servants against this um i want to say it's a necromancer i can't find my notes offhand but the, there is an evil you originally told it was a, an evil sorcerer of some kind they weren't specific about what flavor of sorcerer they were right so it's an evil sorcerer um and i think that's about it yeah so your presence on the island, was that seen as 
um, you were one of the sort of necromancers followers or you were seen as the evil goers we were largely ignored until my previous character shot uh, one of the ghosts okay um, so largely ignored until uh, we got aggressive with them yeah, they they didn't really actually find out what the sort of undead knights' intents were because as soon as they were like, "Oh, there's mist everywhere," there's a load of like armored like, undead knights walking towards us. They were like, <clears throat> "Yeah," and okay. just like cheesed it. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, so in 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 the background of all this, there is a more practical thing going on in terms of these. Uh, we're trying to recolonize the area. There's uh, various factions that want to stick their fingers into the pie. Everybody wants a slice of the action. We, we've got a merchant buddy who's we, we've dispatched off to a, a nearby fort. And, you know, we're, we're trying to set up trade relations and, and bring um, some kind of measure of... Uh, well... Uh, what would you call it? Um, prosperity to New Zealand because it's just a, it's just kind of hanging on by a toenail on the edge of this, this big area, and we're trying to make it. We're trying to fortify it. We've set people to work building a stockade around the the village. I guess you'd call it around the settlement. Um, and and there's kind of like there's. A, a whole undercurrent of political stuff. So you've got all this like spiritual uh, good versus evil thing going on. And then, then the neutral types are all vying for power and influence in the area as well. So it's quite a, uh, there's quite a tumultuous political thing going on. And, and, and then you've got some sort of mysterious, um, original in not discovered too much about there's some people that live close to the glacier or, or so we understand and then there's like these uh, we've encountered like a cyclops in this valley keeping sheep and um, there's like these I don't know if you'd call them like ape like folk uh, so there's there's all sorts going on there's um quite a few strands that we've tugged at um in 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 past weeks so it's it's not a simple business by any means but this is the most pressing matter at the moment obviously yeah i think i think we were all a little bit alarmed by the walking dead every night kind of rising up and heading here there and everywhere I think we were also given the sense that the sorcerer was winning. Right. Yeah, and then of course we've got this um, this uh, sentient sword uh, that night, well, almost killed me when I picked the dang thing up, and um, it like sparked into life. Um, talking about. A, questing and one thing and another and I, I, I don't think we, we we didn't necessarily set out on this quest just to keep it quiet but um 
<laughs> there was maybe a little bit of that. There was a little bit of that, but it it was like, ah, oh, well, it was almost the the um, the uh, lat, what is it? The squeakiest wheel gets the grease kind of thing. Indeed. So you presumably, like I say, early morning. It's the seventh of Midsummer Shrine Day, which roughly corresponds to Sunday. You push the the boat out as that the first rays of the sunlight are filtering over the horizon. You you watch from the shores because, as I've said before, when you've been here, you can see at night the sort of heavy layer of mist hanging over the island, which, from your previous experience, seems to foretell the coming of these undead warriors, these knights, as you've called them. So you wait until the early morning, until the last of the mists shrouding Witch Isle has faded away, and you push your boat that you took with you out onto the calm water, all jumping into it, and slowly poling your way in the cold across the glassy waters of the lake. And let's all have a look at your destination, shall we? I'm hoping you can all see that map. Yep. Yep. Okay, so... to the nightly tombs. Indeed. Obviously, you can see your player party icon here. Down at the bottom. And previously, you've sort of headed, like, straight up to here, which is where the, the tomb is. Obviously, the rest of the island is sort of around. You can see that there's, like, a... A couple of, I suppose you might classify them as small sort of mountains, but they're really sort of big hills, basically. They're not like proper mountains. And there's a smattering of these sort of like coniferous trees over the island and a few sort of rolling hills that you've sort of glimpsed just beyond the uh, the nightly tomb. So, are you planning on heading straight to the tomb? You just lost uh, Johannes, but... Yeah. This isn't Neverland, is it, John? You haven't slipped in Neverland here or anything. There ain't no pirates and crocodiles. And... Well, there are pirates on the island, but I've not slipped in Neverland there. <laughs> you could have, couldn't you? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, easily. I don't really, I don't really think it'd, um, it'd have the right sort of flavour for. for no, it'd be a, a bit jarring, land. wouldn't yeah, it? It'd I mean, be yeah. a bit jarring. <laughs> <laughs> I think there'd probably be like a bit, of, a bit of dissonance going on there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how big are the hexes, John? Just for okay, the hexes are boom, boom, boom. they are naught point six miles. Just to be awkward. So, on your previous visit to the island, um, you've basically gone to this nightly um, tomes place. Um, to... Yeah. And um, did you? I was going to say, on their previous visits, they've pretty much gone dirt, dirt, and gone to the tomb, and then sort of sailed away again. Okay. So we've got no idea of uh, where these nightly undead creatures are heading to for their battles on a nightly sort of basis. No, yeah, so really. I think we, we've seen them from afar guarding the tombs and what, what was previously their tower. 
Um, so I think we'd be somewhat confident that happens in and around that area. Okay, so yeah, so that seems to be the place of interest as far as we're aware. Okay. Yeah. Well, obviously it's entirely down to you guys where you choose to go. Like, say you've sat off early morning, so you've got plenty of daylight ahead of you. Uh, I suggest we go into the southwest corner and leave our boat there and kind of approach it by land. Um, yeah, all I was all I was thinking is if if you think that is the location we need to be, the closer we get to it, the more daylight and more time we're going to have before this the, the undead sort of kick off in the evening. Is it? literally nightfall or when the daylight fades uh, I think it's it's nightfall like after sunset yeah Rob's just looking to doing a bit of hiking around the ring of Kerry by the looks yeah, of yeah. down there sorry I, 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 I keep extending it trying to turn it off um, but I, I suggest that we kind of set up leave our boat there you know a couple of miles away and um, uh-huh. Obviously, if you guys need to, like, ping anything to show other people, if you hold down your left mouse button, it'll ping. Yeah, I mean, it's only, like, three or four miles away, and we could just... Uh... Yeah, three miles, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if, if you're not worried about a little bit of time, yeah, that's cool. Okay, well, one of you, feel free to move your player party token to where you want to take your boat. Okay, yeah, so you sail around, well, I say sail, you row around the shore to the southwest sort of promontory of the island. The There's not really any sort of expansive beaches here about. It's like shale and sort of uh, rocky, like small beaches that lead up, quickly giving way to sort of scrubby grassland, which still has a hint of the sort of like the morning dew clinging to it but it's quickly freezing due to the the cold temperatures obviously as always you're all togged up against the weather because you've been living in Valconan for some time now so you're all togged up that's absolutely grand okay so are you heading straight for the tomb So is the plan still to sort of follow the coastline? Well, it don't look as scary as they all made out it to be. I've not been here before. It don't look super spooky to me. Oh, you've not been here either. Okay. Oh, I've not been here. Yeah, let's follow the coast and just see if we find anything interesting or see anything that might give us some indication of... I feel like there may have been a little bit of exaggeration going on. I've certainly heard of legends of walking undead, so yeah, well, yeah. be on your toes. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen it. Don't you worry about that, Friar. Us dwarves are made of certain sterner stuff. We don't worry about this walking undead. Okay, so if you're following the coast, you get to about here-ish. And as you're sort of just going round this hill here, 
you can see what appears to be some smoke maybe from a campfire or something similar that seems to be sort of like coming from this location obviously you've not gone fully around the hill yet and i that put your counter there but uh, you can see this smoke coming up and you can hear some hushed but like audible voices and as you're as you're sort of like cautiously moving a little bit nearer Leopold you recognize that these voices seem to be talking in like a strange dialect of dwarven ah that's a strange dialect of dwarven I hear what do you guys want to do um Hmm. Well, I'm pretty curious because uh, I don't think I've encountered any other dwarves really thus far. Not Balkan, no. And there is. Hmm. Hmm. Well, what do you want to do, fellas? I'm quite keen to investigate what's going on with. Uh, I can hear some. Dwarf. Well, we don't. We don't want them at our backs when we're going there. So. Yeah, we should definitely know what they're what they know. Right, let's go and see then. Listen, I'll do the talking. You keep your mouth shut. If you know what's good for you. Leopold has got this under control, rest assured. Okay, what could so possibly go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so Leopold, like you say, you're in the driving seat. Okay. W what's your plan for approaching these? Apparently, dwarves. You're assuming. Yeah. What's the plan for approaching? Are you just like bowling up, or? No, I make. Um, uh, I feel like there must be some hailing protocol for approaching a fellow dwarven party uh, from my homeland. Yeah. Feel, um, feel free to freestyle what it is. Yeah. Um, Ho there, fellow dwarven brethren. It is I, Leopold Stavish, approaching. Stand down. Be not on your guard. We come in. Um, we come in the spirit of friendship and parley. Okay. So as you say this, you're walking around the sort of like towards this fire, and yeah. you see what appears to be a small campfire, as you'd expected. Around it are five. People roughly similar in stature and height to yourself. However, they have a slightly bluish, like purpley sort of tinged skin. And their hair and their, their long beards are a sort of like ice white, pale blue colour as of their eyes. They're Very all good. like, they've all got like axes and various like melee weapons. As you sort of stride forward and you're like, oh there, it is I, Leopold Stavish. <laughs> they, they, they all immediately like a... Like leap to their feet and they're like grabbing their weapons up. Ah, so Klingon dwarfs. Re ready to rumble, basically. Uh. And um, as they sort of leap up, one of them shout. And again, it's like it's like a weird, it's like a weird sort of like version of dwarfish. You know, like how like sometimes if you if you speak French, there's some like Spanish words that are like a little yeah. bit similar, but the two languages are a bit different. It's yeah. a similar sort of vibe to that. One of them leaps up and he he shouts. They're trying to trick us again, and he like whoops out like an axe, 
and he sort of stands there like holding it almost like he's trying to like ward you off with it okay well we'll stop at a distance oh okay fellas uh, they don't seem that friendly and they uh they've got a little bit of an alarming blue tinge about them hmm this is not quite what i anticipated i have to confess as you're saying that one of them like walks forward again like still sort of holding his axe it's, it's like a, a woodcutter's style like, axe not like, okay. a, like a like a warmer battle axe or anything but uh he, he walks forward and in like again in this strange dwarf and he shouts out identify yourself i'll walk up i'll walk up there with my sort of like fairly similar felling axe you know it's not really a battle weapon it's just like a woodsman's thing and i'll just have it on my shoulder um almost like a you know an identification of my kind of um, like like your dwarf pass yeah my dwarf pass (laughs) i understand uh uh i oh there well met fellow uh i am leopold stavish i presume Um, i presume you're saying this in dwarven or are you saying it in common yeah yeah um, yeah, I don't. I don't actually speak dwarven, John. That's the snag. <laughs> you, you don't speak dwarven. I personally don't. But Leopold no, no, no. does. That, that's that's fine. Know. That's fine. I was going to say I was going to be surprised if your character didn't speak dwarven. No, no. Yeah, no, he, no, that's yeah fine. he speaks it. Okay, as you oh, sort of cool. like walk a bit closer, and obviously they can see you more fully now. Their original looks of hostility appear to be placed by more sort of like looks of like curiosity. And like a couple of them sort of like crowd round you. They're sort of like putting their weapons like back on their belts, etc. So they're not like rushing you in a combat. But they like move around you and they're looking at you like curiously and they're sort of like, like not 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 so like aggressively, but they're just sort of no, like no. Yeah, yeah. And then what one of them is Pokey turns around to the guy who asked you to identify yourself and he's like he's like well, what manner of strange creature is this? It it looks like one of our people, but Look at it, look at it, and then it says some word. You think it's describing your complexion, but like the word doesn't translate exactly. It's like yeah, look at it, look at its skin and its hair. Skin, like, it looks like well, no, because they're like they've got almost white skin, so you look. Oh, they're bluish, isn't they? Yeah, I'm, they're I'm, sort I'm of, imagine I'm. They, they've chosen the Arctic colour palette on their window screen. Yeah. Like, let's just yeah. say that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're, they're sort of like they're, they're basically going like, "Oh, what's this? It, it looks like one of us." But like, look at look at his skin. Like, look at his his hair. Like, and the, the strange way he's dressed. And they're all wearing like white furs and like leathers mm. and stuff like that. And they're, they're basically just stood around. So like, they don't really seem to know what to make of you. Hmm. Uh so I, I mean, I just, um, I just like offer my hand out to shake their hand, kind of thing. Yeah, like the the two of us are sort of pro- pokey. They, you hold your hand out, and they're like, they're like, like, like they're not really sure what you're doing. They're sort of like looking at your hand, like. Oh man, they left me hanging. I like just make out. I never put my hand out, and I just like. Exactly. like Flattened down my hair, kind of thing, <laughs> straighten out my beard. <laughs> um, all right, okay, it's like that then. Okay, what uh, one of the one of the people who's been like poking you, one of the dwarves, so like walks around to the guy who originally spoke, and as he walks over to me, basically he goes like that, like sort of smacks his fist into his own shoulder, and the the one who spoke originally says, 
what do you make of it? It is is it some sort of trick? They've played devilish tricks on us before. He's like, I'm, I I don't know it. As I say, it it looks like one of us, but d different to any of our people that I have seen, and uh, it is not someone I recognise from from See, the when tomb. See, when they're when they're saying that, I'll I'll butt in, I'll butt in and say, I'm I'm from. Um... I'm from over the sea. I'm from over the, the big water. I'm from uh, far land. That provokes like an excited discussion amongst them, like a very rapid fire discussion that's like so quick, you really don't catch much of it. Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. if you've learned a foreign language and then native yeah, speakers are really like, slang. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, there seems to be like a debate going on between these like five dwarves. Like, there's occasional sort of like gestures at you. So while this is going on, what are the rest of you guys doing? Obviously, you're near enough to like hear all of this and like peep around and see it if you want. Yeah, basically, standing by, waiting for Leopold to call in the artillery, i.e., the bows, if it comes to that. <laughs> so like standing by, ready to get the bow out because. Yeah, very much kind of examining them from a distance, trying to work out what their strengths and weaknesses might be and what kind of armour they might have on. And They're wearing leather and fur armour. They appear to be on with a variety of, like, axes. Um, like I said, they're similar sort of build and stature to Leopold, aside from the, the differences in their hair and skin coloration. Um, most of the the skins they're wearing look to have been taken from, like, Arctic animals because it's about that off-white sort of, like, cream colour. Um, they're... Like I said, they, they, apart from the coloration, they look like pretty, pretty much standard dwarves um, dressed for the climate. Um, like I say, they have these watery, like blue eyes, these this sort of like white hair coloration, which reminds you a little bit of the like the small tribesmen you encountered previously. Although, due to like their bulk, they're obviously not the same sort of creature. They're more akin to like Leopold than that. The after a short while, the one who originally spoke steps forward, sort of like going like that and like parting the other two out of the way. And he standing in front of you, Leopold, and he's obviously like speaking slowly so that you can like try and understand him. And he says, Did you come from Takret? And he like gives you like a. I did not. I did not. I don't know of this place. Where is uh, where is this place you speak of? Takrid is not a place. It is a man. Then no, I do not know Takrid. One of the other dwarfs behind him, so like butts in, and he's like, "He is not a man. He is a scourge on this place. We should cast him forth from this island." And the other dwarf's like, yes, yes, of course, we, uh, and we will, and we will. But uh, who is Takrid? The, the dwarf sort of says, the one who was originally speaking to you says, it, it, is a, it is cold, come, sit by our fire. And he like gestures to the fire and the other dwarfs sort of like plonk themselves down next to the fire. Uh, okay, uh, I'll gesture to my companions. I, I have some companions with me. Unfortunately, they're not dwarves. However, they're they're okay. They're not too bad most of the time. He looks at you and he's like, "Dwarf." 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I identify as a dwarf where I come from. That's what we call our people. We, uh, in our language, we are dwarves as are our ancestors and our ancestors before that. In, in, in if you odd. can have ancestors before your ancestors. <laughs> your ancestors' ancestors. Your ancestors' ancestors. He, he nods and says, um, yes, your friends. Yeah, like yeah, gestures. yeah. Think of them more as brothers in arms. He, he nods. Uh, so I, I'll give the signal. Come over, it's all right. Signal, you can stand down, stand down with the longbows. Confidently strut across there, yeah. Yeah, you head across the the these strange sort of I'll call them frost dwarfs just to distinguish when I'm talking about Leopold or these people. Mm -hmm. These sort of frost, they look a bit suspicious as you walk over, but like after you're all like settling down and like a couple of minutes have passed and you're not obviously trying to like attack them they seem to relax a bit although they've all got like their weapons close to hand most of them just like sink their axes into the ground next to like where they're sitting so they can grab them up if they need to and then as that as you sit down the what seems to be the leader of these uh, frost dwarves the one who was speaking to you says uh, tell me why do you why do you come to this cursed place Uh, that's, um, that's a question I ask myself on a regular basis. However, we, uh, to the, to the southeast of here, there is, um, a cursed place where the, the restless dead rise at nightfall. Uh, at, we, we, at which point the, the, the lead frost or sort of like looks obviously all this has been in Dwarven he looks around and like seeing that like your friends are like he says uh, your brothers they they can understand me or no they um no <laughs> at, at which point Johannes you hear a voice in your head go that bloody white bearded fellow's asking if you can understand us Obviously, no one else hears that. Yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. At, at which point, the lead Frostorf switches into like halting, like common. Again, it's like a weird sort of variant of common, but it's enough so that you guys can understand. Then, and, and he says, "You, you understand me now?" And he like, looks around at you all. Yeah. Oh, not good. We we know the place that you that you speak of. It is our and it looks like he's sort of like struggling to like recall the exact words. He says it is our great shame. Hmm. Why so? Why so? He says a long time ago. Our before we. Before we went uh, below, our our fathers they they believed 
good men had done a great evil. And in their, in their, uh, their blindness, they struck these men down. It was only later our people learned the truth, but was too late. Hmm. Ever, ever since then, to, to make, um, to, to try and get forgiveness, we have dwelled here in one of the, the ancient buildings and have sought to care for it. But that was before Takret came here. Ah, hmm. uh, yeah, this this makes sense. We, uh, yes, the 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 knights in these tombs seemed that they were. It seems that they were they were trying to do good for the the the, the, the folk who lived here and uh they suffered as a result uh it seems that you have you have learned some of the same lessons that we have we have also learned my my people went after they they explored the the ancient buildings and we found there the reason they had done what they had done and we knew great sorrow but by then it was too late to take back what had been done hmm. and you've dwelt here all along you you and your people he says uh, yes and he, he like points northwards he says over there there is a there to is the a hills yes there is a an ancient uh, building that once to housed the the um the, those who the warriors served and many of them were laid there we we moved into that building to to care for it to protect it it, it was all we could do we could not take back what had been done but now the the building is overrun by Takrit and his creatures, and it is all we can do to to fight them back. the The warriors and their forces fight them too regularly, and he like gestures to like the northwest, uh, where the the great stone stands. Each night there is terrible battle. And we help where we can, but we are, we are too few. What can you tell us of the Great Stone? From what I know, a, a long time ago, those who the, the the warriors served, they, they set the Great Stone and they they worked at it with their with their mighty powers I do not know what it was for but it was precious to them and for some reason Takrit seeks to 
to gain control of it. I, I do not know why. But he he has strange creatures that may once have looked a, a bit like you. And he gestures at the three of you apart from Leopold. But now they are twisted, monstrous things. But they they serve him loyally. We we have but a couple of small um, back ways out of the ancient building. Uh, we use them infrequently, lest they be discovered. But we send out small parties, such as myself and my brothers, to during the day mostly to see when the when the warriors rest to see if we can harry Takroth's forces and prevent whatever they are trying to do but as i say there are too few of us and most of us are occupied defending the lower levels of the building against his forces it is our hope that by keeping Takroth occupied and in that place that the the warriors can do what it is they need to do, and perhaps we may earn forgiveness. Um, so Takrit has the higher halls? I'm sorry? This Takrit, he controls some parts of the building? Yes, he, he has... Uh, his creatures have overrun the upper level and the, the the second level is a is a battlefield between us and them most of our people have retreated to the lowest layer of the of the great building it is getting more difficult to use the secret ways to send out patrols And this Tagret and his forces, that they travel during the day or do they yes. rise in the evening? They, they travel during uh, both when it is light and dark. Have you seen Tagret? Yes, I have seen him. Uh, what manner of creature is he? He is a he is a man like you, and he gestures at the three of you with a with a and he he makes like a uh, a robe, and uh, he seems like a normal man. But I have seen him wield the 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 forces of the smoking mirror against my brothers. What do you think brings him here? What is it? Why does he plague you? We believe he, we believe he seeks something in the, in the great. And again, he gestures to the northwest in the, mm -hmm. in the great stone. I do not know. I, I do not understand his power, but a, a number of his creatures are often seen in the area. We have not been able to get close to the stone for there are too many of them. Uh, he's clearly up to no good and needs to be stopped. So 
Sorcery is afoot, I feel. The the frost dwarf leader nods, and as he's saying that, you know, he gets out some rations. Any of you have like a range of persuasion, or be able to tell it's like boar meat. Oh, nice! And uh, they're, they're basically a couple of the dwarfs start like shoving sticks through like these chunks of meat to get out like, the bag, and they like set them in the in the ground so they're sort of like diagonally like near the fire, and they slowly start cooking away. We got anything in our? Um... Group uh, swag bag that may be worth offering up to these fellas. We got any sort of like trade goods? I think most of our goods are literally coin. Yeah, all uh, hard cash. That's a bit boring. Isn't it? They probably yeah. don't take credit card here. No. We have we have some furs. Um. You know, from the hunting trips that we've done. Um, yeah, yeah I just got, I got a rake of nails and chalk. She's mm, not super I'm, interesting. I'm going to uh, have a quick sniff to see if I can detect any alcohol in the vicinity. Romeo D6. Oh, okay. Or two. Okay. You, you sort of like, you don't really smell any, but as you're like having a, a quick look around, you can see that like one of the dwarves, like the frost dwarves, under his like fur cloak, like he's basically got what appears to be like a little like barrel, like on his belt. You can just see like the edge like poking out from under his cloak. I shall make it quite obvious that I'm uh, looking at it, um, and uh, I'll make some gesture. That my uh, my wine skin is empty. I shall sort of have a drink of it and then oh, shaking it, shaking it, empty holding it up to you, <laughs> and I'll sort of keep looking over curiously. The try and catch his eye. Yeah, you, you catch his eye, not a problem. The the frost dwarf with the barrel, he says something in this strange dwarven to like the leader, and they both laugh. They sort of throw their heads back and laugh, and he says a. Uh, my brother asks, uh, "Do you want?" And, and with that, I sort of, with a sort of unnatural speed, sort of uh, gesture my wine skin in that direction. And uh, as you asked nicely, uh, I would like to sample some. Yes. The the the, the frost off with the barrel like takes it out. He like pulls like a thump, little cork out of it, and. Um, there's a weird sort of alcohol but sort of like mixed with like a sort of earthy sort of smell Mm. and he it's not entirely unpleasant it's just a little bit weird and he he takes a mushroom vodka he takes (laughs) he takes a tip off your wineskin and he starts pouring like this this sort of like thick red liquid into your your wineskin then he like Corks up his barrel, sticks it on his belt, and he like pass it over to you. Like, mm? Mm? Thank you kindly, and I'll uh, yeah, I'll take it back. Okay, and I'll uh, yeah, I'll, t- I'll take a swig fairly sharply to see what they've got. Okay, and that is absolutely fine. Can you please make me a poison save? Oh, lovely. 
you should just be able to like click on your sheet where it says death yeah. poison and it should roll it Okay, success. Splendid. Like, this stuff is really, really strong. Like, you have, like, a, a big swig of it, and you're like... <sighs> but it, it, it's got, like, a, like I say, a weird sort of, like, thick texture to it, and this, like, odd, like, metallic tang, sort of, like, an aftertaste to it. Yeah. But you can definitely taste it's, like, very alcoholic. Oh, excellent, excellent. <clears throat> very warming. Thank you, sir. I'll sit down to uh, make sure I don't fall down. Yeah, no problems. Probably for the best. The the, the dwarf like pulls his barrel out again. And he like passes some round to like the other dwarves who were like knocking it back. They're also remaining like quite grim faced, but they're like they drink a bit. If you guys sort of like they're, they're pretty much like passing the barrel around. Everyone's like taking a swig of it. If you, they will offer it to the rest of you guys if you want to take like a, a supple of it. Yeah, I'll give it a blast, you know. I'll you try know, I to discreetly uh, <laughs> tell them not to. I can't. <laughs> no, I can't be. Uh, nah. Yeah, no, if, no, no. if you want to discreet tell them not to, so you guys are, obviously, this barrel's being passed around and the fryer's like. Mm. <laughs> I'll try to without being noticeable that I wouldn't if I was you. But. Oh, that's a bull's up. Okay. Obviously, there's there's no real massive game effect. This is just like a role play thing. You you're like you pretty much like you're like yeah I'm a dwarf. Yeah. I can, how I can, bad I can, can it be? Yeah, you're like I can take whatever you've got, and you take like the massivest like chug <laughs> off this barrel, and as you lower it down, like your vision goes, <laughs> and, and, and everything goes like really hazy, like someone's got like a really bad focus on like the the webcam, like oh, like you, you're you're having to like look at. And when you look at something, it looks fine, but everything else sort of goes a bit blurry around it. So you're like, when you're talking to someone, you're like, <laughs> but obviously, you're a little bit on the tipsy side, so it's just a role play thing. Feel free to role play that. Uh, yeah, yeah, and again, like I said, it's got this odd sort of like metallic sort of like after. The best way I can describe it is if someone had like distilled down the essence of a black pudding. And then, like, mixed okay, it with yeah. vodka. That's what it tastes like. So, vaguely ironish. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, it's lovely stuff. Got any more? <laughs> I, I caught a couple of the frost dwarves laugh. So, uh, why more? Malcolm, are you guys having a little sip or no. are you abstaining? No, I think we're. I, I think I'll butt in at this time. And maybe we should be looking to. Um... Continue our journeys. We uh, may be taken up. Lightweights. <laughs> yeah, if, if any of you had any doubt to the fact that like, Leopold is like smashed, is um <laughs> his shouts of lightweight sort of quickly dispel it. Lightweights. One of the dwarves sat near you says something in this like strange dwarvish tongue to his leader and like, all of the frost dwarves laugh. <laughs> You don't really, you don't really catch all of it because like you're quite drunk, and the it's like I say it's in this sort of strange dialect. But they say something about like like the blood's gone to your head or something similar. 
Oh, oh dear. <laughs> well, the question is, though, which way do we go? Uh, do we prowl around as planned, or do we... Well, from what we've been told, it sounds like um, the war site or the battleground is to the northwest around this stone. So we, do we need to investigate what the significance of the stone is? It would seem like if, if they're saying that there is a worker of dark miracles around that would probably match up with whatever we the, read about. The uh, the lead frost dwarf sort of like looks at the three of you who aren't like inebriated. He's counting you as not inebriated, Friar, because he's yeah. like, "Are oh, you still like conversing normally?" Whereas Leopold's like, "Hey, hey!" So, so he's like, the he's, "He's like, I'll give him a minute. I'll talk to these three. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he turns to the three of you and he says, "Um, one of you has uh, on full Mickey." Uh, Sharp uh, knife. Yeah, and he I have a knife, and I just hand that over. Okay, he in the sort of softer area around the fire, because obviously the heat sort of like melted the snow, etc. He like brushes away the snow, like with the knife you've given him. He like draws out like like a blobby sort of like rough shape. But it's obvious it's like meant to be the island that you're on. And he draws a couple of crosses on it. Uh, if I can find the right thing, there we go. And he he points to the cross just to the north of you that I'm pinging now. And he says, this is the ancient building where we fight. And then he points to the other cross, which I'm pinging now. And he says, this is where the great stone is. And then he like spins the knife around and like, offers it back with like, a handle out to whoever gave it to. I'll just take it back on. Okay. He says, I, I regret we cannot come with you. We have other purpose have, have you anything that we could um, use if we meet any of your your kind any others that we could um, say to them to allow us to pass or sort of move freely he, he looks at one of the other dwarves and he says something to him in quite a commanding tone in this sort of weird dwarven. The other the other dwarf like seems to protest for a while and he repeats the same phrase but like in a more forceful voice. At which point the the dwarf like rather reluctantly sort of like takes his axe up out the floor and like holds it out in your direction, Friar. Alright, well quite surprised I look but I take it from him. He, he doesn't really seem that that keen to give it you the other frost dwarf, but he's obviously been like told to do so and he's up hands it over to you okay yep i, I shall thank him um i'll give him my axe back i'll go there you go axe for an axe good enough yeah you, you hand it over and the uh the, the frost dwarf who's not spoken any common who you hand it to so sort of like 
swings it experimentally a bit, and then he he nods, he turns to you, Leopold, and he's like, and he seems a lot happier now. He's actually got an axe. Yeah, he's got to have an axe. Can't leave the geezer out without an axe. I'll uh, I'll keep the axe for now, and then I'll give it to Leopold a little bit later. Okay, no problems. So effectively, we'll just leave the axe on your character, Leopold. It's not like magical or anything, so you've still got an axe. Yep. Cool. Okay, so over to you guys. What do you want to do? So, but I've got a cool frost axe now. Cool frost dwarf axe. The stone of import is some distance away. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's only a couple of miles. That's only two miles. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it is. It is still on the aisle. But what I'm saying is, other things are closer now. The ruins where the knights are. Presuming that they are not the source of, as we have learned, they are not necessarily the source of the most ill intent around these parts. Uh, do we have any interest prowling there, or shall we shall we go either to the stone or to see where they clash with this sorcerer? Well, that building where they clash with a sorcerer is only like a 10-minute walk away. Oh, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, if that is yeah, literally the, a stone's the, far away. The smoking mirror is interested in the stone. Because that's where they, the frost dwarves are fighting the creatures in the building, but the knights are fighting Takra that night at the stone. So I think we should check out the stone and I mean, see the, who's there during the day. Yeah, I mean, the stone's going to be quieter during the day, certainly, if you want to investigate it. No, we'll but, go there then. But whether we can learn anything from looking at it, I don't know if we've got the, you know, the, the required skills to really learn much, but it's certainly worth investigating. I'd have yeah, that's the thing, though. You go and then you learn and then you Bloody have a skill. Stone. Don't you just want to go and shank this fool in the building? I'd shank that fool whilst he's being foolish. Let's have him. Let's have him out. Let's give him a few licks. That's what I say. Yeah, I Some think... good dwarvish steel, mate. That's what he needs. Maybe... None of this stone business. Malcolm, we're do wizards you have some now. We're wizards, do we? We need some rations, really, please. Rations. <laughs> well, when we cut this fella up, then we'll have some rations, won't we? Cut we're, him up and then we divide we're not him up going amongst to eat ourselves. The sorcerer, Leopold. It wouldn't be the first time I'd eat a few humans, I'd tell you that. What? 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 On that Just note, have some food. Just have a little bit of food there and we'll go and explore the stone. The, right. the, 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 the fro- feeling, the, starting to feel a little bit peckish, if I'm honest. The, the frost dwarf sort of like gestures at the. Their sort of like boar meat and says you're welcome to have Ooh, some nice, nice. nice. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll like hold out a hand, borrow like Malcolm's knife there, and get get some some of the greasy bits for <laughs> <Nice. laughs> Leopold to get his goddamn head straight. <laughs> <clears throat> yep, yeah, you, you all like chow down on a bit of boar meat. It's uh. It's not been cooking for very long, so it's pretty, it's it's on the rare side, but fine. 
Okay. Yeah, to the stone first, then. Okay. Move yeah, yourself, I think move so. yourself across. Okay. And I'm going to move you onto the map to show you the stone. And I'm guessing as soon as I move you onto this map, you'll all be like, can't see the map. But I will sort that out shortly. So if you can't see it, just let me know. Oh, I can, I can see, see the map. Yeah, I can see it. Cool. I was hoping you'd say that because I set it up so you should be able to see it even if you've not got any tokens on it. It's a little bit of the old two-minute tabletop unless I'm much mistaken. You are mistaken. Oh, is it? Is it not then? Nope. Okay, so I'm going to put you guys sort of down here. Okay, so as you're sort of as you're heading towards this area, you can see it's like rising up into a hill. On top of the hill is what appears to be a second sort of artificial hillock that has been built with large stones. There are large stone pillars, sort of set at intervals around a small, only about like an inch off the ground, stone dais upon which appears to rest this huge chunk of some sort of greenish material that like pulses with this green light and around the clearing sort of like skulking around you can see these humanoid figures but they're all sort of like twisted and gnarled and sort of like bedraggled they're sort of you see like one of them's got like a club foot and he's like dragging it along some of them have like withered arms or various other sort of ailments obvious on their physicality hmm. and they appear to be sort of like prowling around the area do they look like do they look like they're mutated or just sort of deformed it's difficult to tell exactly they look like they might have once been human or human like but they have all these sort of like twisted aberrations of corruptions form. yeah hmm do they seem to be interacting with each other in any way? Or are they sort of oblivious? Yeah, they they, they sort of occasionally like bump into each other. There's a bit of like pushing and shoving. Nothing too serious. Occasionally they talk to you. They're talking common. So, so you oh. hear a few of them say sort of like, uh, like oh, well, why have we got to stay around here for how much longer? And then the other one's like, shut up. We've got to wait here and guard this place until dark, until the master gets back. Go on, mm. get back to it. That, that's so not a conversation. They're um, not mindless, then. No, Riddle no. me this, John. Is there um, uh, visible breath in yes, the air as they yeah. go above? Okay. They're, they are definitely not undead. They are living creatures, as far as you can tell. Uh, this stone wall in front of us, how high is it? This, this one here, the sort of stone hillock. No, oh, sorry, oh, the one, one we're kind of behind... It's it's about fifteen foot, but it like gradually slopes up. Like you could walk up it. Okay, and could they walk up from their side, or is it steep on their side? Yeah, yeah, they they could walk up or down it. Like I say, okay. it's 
it's fairly shallow as it sort of like heads up. I mean, you guys, are, I've moved you on the bottom of the map, but really you guys are sort of like in the tree line, like looking over this. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So you're not in any danger of immediate discovery. I just wanted to like actually put you on the map. Yeah. yeah. There's also to... not an ambush location to be able to shoot them. You you could shoot. Yeah. You, you, it would be a, a small penalty because you'd be like firing upwards from here. But you could shoot from here, yeah. Okay. They're like on a they're on like a little plateau above us, isn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's sort of the idea. There's a it's like uh, a small hill. Okay, sorry, I understand. Sorry, I thought we were higher than them. Yeah, no. oh, okay, but we're not. Yeah, but okay. what yeah. we can do is because we're in the tree line as as established, go up a tree, like level out the. Uh huh. The difference a little bit and if we want uh, we could start shooting from there and have them come to us maybe there's an awful lot of them yeah there is <laughs> yeah there is anyway the stone looks good maybe we should check out the building do they look particularly slow though with these sort of disabilities and such since you can't really make generalizations since they're all like twisted and deformed in different ways yeah. but some of them particularly if they're, they're like legs are are sort of like deformed are quite slow um, however you can see a couple of them that appear to be moving like quite rapidly so quite a mix yeah I feel like they're not super competent foes but there is a large number yeah yeah there's like a bunch, 12, 15, about 15 or so, right. yeah. yeah they are sentient yeah. as well. Yep. So we're outnumbered about three to one. But I reckon, I reckon two to one. Two to one we could probably take them. I think three to one is probably a bit much. But do we think if we engaged them and moved away, they would follow? Because... They are sort of held to the stone, or do you know what I mean? They're sort of they're tied to it in a way that they wouldn't be able to give chase. Maybe. Well, they're guarding it, aren't they? We mm. we we could we could hit them and try and take out three or four of them. That's what I mean—a hit and run sort of yeah. approach, and then bug out because we're. At, I mean, at nightfall then this place is going to be super crowded and busy and we ain't going to be able to get near it is is what they're sort of saying if that's my understanding well, we could definitely try and take out these two at the bottom near us on the path there yeah yeah. you know and see if we could take them out quietly or relatively quietly and yeah. and, and scamper if not yeah um, they might not even know we've done it almost yeah Yeah, I'm willing to try, certainly. Okay, well, I'll hop up into this tree here. Okay. This one here, I think. <clears throat> yep, you have no problems climbing the tree. Okay. And then I think I will try and shoot this guy here. Okay. Well, hold on a sec. I'll come out there with you because I've got a crossbow there. Yeah, I've got a sling, which is a bit limited on range. But... Okay, roll me a d6, please, Leopold. Uh, oh, where do I do that? Uh, oh, yeah, over here. 
yep, despite still being fairly tipsy, you have no problems getting up the tree. Hey. Okay, so make your attack roll, Malcolm. Are we going for the nearest the nearest guy on the path, yeah? Yeah. Okay, we will concentrate fire. Okay. <sighs> Dank. So, Malcolm, you have hit this uh, creature. You've not done enough damage to kill it. Is anyone, obviously, since you guys are all sort of going the same initiative, is anyone else taking an action? Uh, Leopold, you fire your crossbow, but obviously, still under the influence of the drink, your bow just, your bolt just like <sighs> sails over his head. Yeah, it's just a test, a, test shot. A, a slingshot. Um... Yeah, if you hover over the icon for it in your inventory, it should change to a dice and you can just click it. What about the ranged? What do I do with... You're right, in... No, not far. Yeah, you're easily um... in range. Yes, yeah, there, there's no... No, there's no modifiers for it. Oh! Rolled off the 17. Okay, so you fire your sling and in this sort of tree down here. You hear like a... as your stone goes wide and hits the tree. At which point you see this guy here on the right sort of like looks up in the direction of the tree as to like see what the noise was. Yeah, and uh, there are in fact modifiers for range. Um... And I will shoot this one. The oh, it's not. It's not pinging. Hmm. Oh, here we go. Okay. So I will. I'll shoot that one with the long bow. Okay, go for it. And missile. And it's in my lowest bracket, which means I get plus one. So. Uh -huh. Eleven. Okay. Not got Dex modifier, no. So your arrow zings past this creature and sort of like embeds in the ground next to him. Obviously, seeing like a couple of arrows come at them and hearing something in the trees, this uh, creature on the left that you're all firing at throws back its head and lets out this like bestial bellowing roar at which point it's answered by the other creatures that are around the stone and they immediately like, like lift up their weapons and it's a mishmash of like clubs and sticks and primitive weapons and they're all sort of like looking around they i'm going to make a roll to see whether they spot you or not oh no they don't Okay, so they're all like prowling around this area. Obviously, I'm not going to move all the tokens, but they're all prowling around the area, aware that someone's tried to attack them and sort of like looking for you guys, but they've not spotted you yet. You've got like time to act. They will eventually get to like the area you're in, but you've got a bit of time to act before they do. Hey, well, I definitely want to have another go. Okay. Um. And you're shooting at the same one? 
Yes, please. Okay, so the one who's thrown back his head and is like, also this arrow goes like, and sticks in his throat and he's like, and he falls over backwards. Dead. Mm. Well, I'll I'll take a shot at his friend. Okay. <laughs> okay. Ah, shit. So here we go. Come on, Bobby. That's definitely well, a hit. Okay, six damage. Okay. So, would you like to describe how you dispatch this second creature? I guess because they this this particular one was alerted by the sling stone in the yeah. bushes or the tree. I think it probably stands to reason that oh, his body is raising the alarm, but he heard that there was something going on there. So it's probably like raising its own weapon and heading off to deal with whoever's behind the tree and just get shot in the uh, in the neck and just like <laughs> and never indeed, seeing what happens. <laughs> that's what happens. This creature, as Johannes rightly said, has like hefted its club and it starts like running towards the trees where the, um, the slingshot stone hit and sort of like mid stride, this arrow just catches it just under the skull. It, its legs go out from underneath and it pretty much goes... And like slides along the ground, it's just skipping like, on the ground. Yeah, like t twitches a few moments and lies still with this like arrow sticking out the back of its head. Okay, I think Leopold can see this one uh, silhouetted just inside the circle at the top of the steps. Yeah, um, silhouetted against the the flashing stone, he's gonna shoot at that that creature. Uh, not that one, this one. To the uh, no, this one down here. I don't know how to ping on here. How do you ping on this? Th this one here. Yeah, that's the fella. Okay. Gonna shoot that fool. Yeah, boy. That's a nineteen. Oh. Okay. So the good news is you have hit him with your crossbow. However, the the bolt just like grazes his arm, at which merely point impacted on the surface. Yeah, so you can see like a bit of blood running down. So you had injured him, but obviously he sort of like turns round in the direction the bolt came from, and you see his his like malformed eyes like widen as he catches sight of you, Leopold. Hey, well, I'll follow up that shot now that you've put your your tracer shot down yeah as, as you're, as you're getting your sling fire. ready you can literally just see like this creature that's just been skimmed by the crossbow bolt is like turning around to his fellows and starting to get ready to like probably point with his club it and goes up his sleeve and comes out his other sleeve okay and he is ah. hit. he is hit with a stone oh no he's not because you've got a minus one so yeah he's, so he's not hit with a stone okay ah. a stone whizzes over his head he like ducks down like his head just like dropping down into his neck. Then he turns around, points his club at Leopold, and he screams out to his fellows, who all sort of immediately start sort of like leaping to come after you guys. Now, I'm basically going to move the nearest ones to the top of this hill. 
because they're going to have to sort of like clamber down it on the next turn. So I'll move a few of them over here. A few of them will stay with the stone. Maybe it's time to uh, test our theory on whether they're going to follow us. <laughs> yeah, the cruel fact is we have two longbows and they have no ranged weapons that we can tell yeah. so far. So <laughs> we could kite them around. Mm. You you sort of get the feeling that like given that these dwarves have said they've been fighting against them, they're pretty much used to fighting against people with axes who are like, It's combat, yeah. let's go. Yeah, it's like clobbering time. They're not really used to people from like half a mile away being like, it's like dang. <laughs> But yeah, they're all they're also letting out these bestial howls. Some of them even drop to like all the fours and they're like running towards the top of the, the shallow hill. Sort of heading after you guys. But that's it for that turn. I think it's it's time to go. <laughs> like draw them out. I suggest we make yeah okay. hastily retreat and see if they follow. Okay, so I am going to shoot this one that's injured and then find out. Okay, jump down from the right, tree. Now, just just to explain, guys, you, you've got a couple of choices here. Obviously, these aren't the only choices; they're just like the most obvious ones. If your action for this for this turn is just to like run. Then you can be like you could be gone. That's me. If you if, <laughs> if you if you stop and make an attack, obviously you won't be doing like the full ball run away. So there'll be more of a chance of them catching you. If you see what I mean. But it's down to each of you as an individual. Yeah, I'm GTFO. Boom. My name's Vincent, and I'm Van Gogh. Laughing so much I drop my robot then. Okay, so who wants to do what? I'm definitely going to shoot first and then scamper. Okay. Eat shoots and leaves like the panda. <laughs> That's it. Well, if you want to attack, make your attack roll. Alright. Ooh. Here you go. Oh. Okay, which one are you shooting at? Uh, that one that was already injured. The greatest guy. Okay. Greatest yeah. guy. <laughs> okay, so you have hit him. He sort of stumbles a little bit, but he recovers himself and keeps running. But you can see, like, obviously, he's got a couple of injuries on him now, and there is, like, blood spattering out of it as he's running. Okay, so then I'll hightail it as far as I can. Okay, so what about the rest of you? Is anyone else taking an attack, or are you all just legging it? Um, I'm going to run. Because the idea is, if I do a full pelt, uh, and and they follow even a little bit, I can shoot them next turn and be safe. So okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to use the evasion and pursuit rules out of the old essentials, old school essentials core book, which I've not used before. So forgive me if I look no. these up. Yeah. Okay. So according to this, your chance of evasion is a percentile roll. If the evasion roll fails. A pursuit occurs. I suppose we're already technically in a pursuit, but we'll, we'll roll with it and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the fleeing group size is four. The number of pursuers is four plus. Okay, so according to this, you have a a ninety percent chance of evading them. Mm. Okay. 
Okay. So I'm going to ask you guys to pick one of you to make this very important role. It's down to you guys who makes it. I'm happy to make it since it's my fault. Don't get away. Uh, yeah, sure. I, I will tell you, obviously, for, for everyone else, as long as Rob gets 90 or below on the percentile, you are grand. For you, Rob, you need to get 80% or below because you stayed behind a bit too. Fine. Yeah. So roll a d100. Yeah. Oh, there we go. That is a little too close for comfort. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. Fine. So fine. as you as you scarper from these creatures, you can see that there are some of them that either have like their legs bent backwards, or they've got really long legs, that, or some that drop on all fours that are moving a lot faster than the main group of them. And there's a few points as you guys are just sort of like pelting away where you sort of think the faster ones are obviously like taking up the lead are going to catch you but you eventually they don't seem to have like a great deal in the way of stamina they're more sort of like sprinters so they you soon sort of start out pacing them since the the evasion roll succeeded you don't need to make a pursuit you have escaped from them so i'm going to move us all back to the main map Is it noticeable, though, that we've looking over our shoulders that they seem to sort of halt a bit sooner than we'd expect? Yeah, uh, they, they they sort of sprint after you, and like for a few moments, especially for you, uh, Malcolm, because you're sort of like nearer the back of the group as they're running away, there's a few moments when you're like, oh, the majority of them have like fallen back, they're moving quite slowly due to the various deformities, but these ones are like the sprinters, let's call them, you're like, oh, they're going to catch me up. But obviously, you're all like, you're not just running in a straight line. You're like weaving. You're trying to use the terrain, stuff like that. And after a while, it does seem that they put on this initial sprint, but they very quickly start to like tire, and they start sort of falling back. Is it is it noticeable that they get to a sort of perimeter? It's, sort of it's not so much. It's not so much a perimeter. You you think it's more just that they've sort of like expended their energy, and when they sort of see that like they're not going to catch up with you guys, they slow down and start like heading back to the stone. Yeah, I just wondered if they were sort of more tied to it than. It it doesn't appear so, but obviously you're sort of like you're taking like hurried glances over your like your shoulder as you're like hitching your cassocks up and like running for it. So you're not 100% sure, but you don't think they're sort of like, they've met like any sort of like magical barrier where they're not like tied to the stone. And of note, they did say that they were sort of instructed to be there. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I at least took to be like, oh, these are just people. Uh, yeah, I just around. wondered how sort of uh, worried they were if they yeah. sort of yeah, yeah. got too so far like... away and the, the old man turns up. It's like, yeah. where have you been? <laughs> or like they they run away and just immolate at a certain distance like oh, oh boy now as you guys know we normally have like a five minute break like comfort break halfway through so this would seem to me to be like a natural point to do that so i suggest we have a five minute break you guys all think about what you want to do we'll come back after five minutes go grab a drink use the toilet etc come back and then we'll crack on so back in five Ooh.
So how were you finding your first session with the group then, Darren? Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no problems at all. Good, good. Yeah, join it. Excellent. We seem to have avoided any more technical problems, Twitch would. Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. You muted, Janus. I can double mute. Uh, <laughs> always gets me at least once per session. I know I was uh, making a note of how there's some similarities between what's going down tonight to what went down last night. <laughs> That's it. So I guess these guys aren't out and out cannibals, at least not yet. I was going to say, aside from the fact, like, no one's been jumped by a horde of light and dead creatures and killed yet, so. Yeah. Well, working on that. <laughs> when Nightfall comes, we're, we'll get on that. <laughs> like I said, I did enjoy that combat in the Mummy game where yeah. I was like, yeah. like I said at the end, I was like, I can imagine my character like turning around to like Matthews and being like, oh, I've taken one, damn it. Oh, oh. oh you're, you're oh, dead. Oh, oh, you're dead. All right. <laughs> Whoops. Whoopsie. Good time. I, I completely blanked on how the rules worked, and I I looked them up previously, and just whew, all that knowledge just gone. It's easily done, man. Easily done. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're all back. Okay. Let's crack on. So you guys have successfully evaded these like twisted humanoids. They they seem to have fallen back. They've returned to this ominous glowing green stone that they seem to be protecting I'm going to move you guys like a, a hex away you, you've sort of like fled into this like it's not really like a forest it's like a, a small copse of like these thin coniferous trees and you, you, you're sort of like you're all sort of slowing down you know like catching your breath you're like you've got your weapons you're like looking around in case there's any still after you but after a couple of minutes it becomes obvious that they've given up the chase. What do you want to do? Um, what time is it, John? And roughly how long did it take us to lose them? It probably didn't take you too long to lose. I'll say maybe about 10, 15 minutes. So it's still early. Okay. Should we head to that building? Like I said in the first place. But the problem being, if we don't investigate the stone now, they'll surely just reinforce it. Where are they going to reinforce it from? Well, who this knows? Like we came here, there's ways to bring more people here. Wherever these come from. Because I presume they don't live on the island. Nah, I, I'd have thought it's not a very big island. It's not going to sustain many people for very long, is it? Yeah, there's no... Well, there's nothing here. And they're... They don't strike me as farmers or hunters, anyway. I hate to agree with the dwarf, but <clears throat> maybe we should check out the building. 
There you was... go. Now you're talking. Bit of sense. Which is unlike you, Malcolm. <laughs> See, you start out good and then you have to do the end bit and... It's the Dwarvish Way, Weimar! Because that, that's not even a sandwich where you put the, the bad part in the middle. That's just no. giving someone a sandwich and then punching them in the face. That's it. <laughs> to the building we go. We need a couple more bows and then we could just whittle them down. It's, it's going to be sweaty work um, harrying them, but we can do it. Okay, so you make your way towards what appears to be an ancient stone pillared structure it looks very similar although on a smaller scale to the abbey that some of you visited previously up in the mountains you know sort of pillars solid stone construction although it's obviously been here for a long time it's showing signs of sort of wear and tear and the weather's obviously not been kind to it you can see that there really only appears to your sort of initial like quick inspection to be one sort of like large almost like barrow mound-esque entrance sort of like going into the side of one of these hills with like stones either side as supports and outside that entrance you can see two of those similar twisted creatures that you saw back at the stone they appear to be guarding the entrance Is it an ambush once again? Yeah, I think so. Uh, John, do they have bows? Or Okay. Yeah. Do we think we could get around them to engage them and then a sort of closer combat? Not, not really. Aggressive? Not really, given like they've got their backs to like, the door, effectively. All right, so... Is there any way to go over the hill and come down over the hill at the back of them? Yeah, you could certainly do that, although there would, there would be a chance of them spotting you while you're doing that, but you could certainly give it a go. Or we could just shoot them from 70 yards. Yeah, it's just if we don't dispatch them in one turn, I guess they could go inside and alert hmm. more. But that's the risk we take, maybe. Is there any cover nearby that we can get close, closer? Not really. It's like low-lying, sort of like scrubby brushland. Okay. One thing that does strike you'll notice, though, is you're sort of looking around, Friar, is obviously you've not got near enough to be spotted yet, but you've got near enough you can make out these two malformed individuals in a little more detail. And you'll see that one of them has sort of like large sort of almost like wolf-like, like pointed ears, rather than like human ears, like sat higher up on his head. The other one looks normal, albeit a bit twisted, but um, as you're sort of like watching him, at one point you see like his tongue come up and like licks his cheek, but his tongue like comes like up to here. He's like... Oh yeah, so they're proper mutated. Well, in either case, if we tangle with them at the door, people inside are probably going to hear. 
unless someone has any great ideas for luring them away or I was gonna say is there any way we could lure them away but there isn't a lot of cover or anything I suppose one thing is is if one of us goes there on their lonesome act of spade one against two maybe they'll take it leave their posts Yes. You try and throw a stone at them or something, yeah, and see if they would take the base. Do you think they'd leave their post without raising the alarm? That's the danger, yeah. I, I think maybe for one person, yeah. Yeah, maybe. But so, of course, we don't know these people, how they work. No, we don't. I mean, could we get in a position where we could sort of do both? one person could try it and if they don't go for it everyone could loose off yeah yeah sure loose off a, a, an arrow as a sort of plan b i quite like the idea of trying to get <clears throat> round the back and drop down on top of them kind of thing hit them from above that does sound quite cool you can certainly give that a go who's any good at that i mean I'm, i've got i'm not bad You're not a bad shot either, though, are you? No, I'm. I mean, I'm I'm better in close melee, but I'm not particularly good at that either. I'll be honest, but I'm more. Probably what more are you good at there, Fry? Are you <coughs> saying your prayers? Support. Um, I'm here in a supporting role. <laughs> Stirring the cooking pot. I, yeah, I can certainly cook fairly well. Reading them books. Now, obviously, a little bit of time has passed. You, you've started to get like a bit of a like nagging headache, Leopold. <laughs> Just another day, day at the office. Yeah, Do, the uh... the effects of the booze have started to wear off. Ah, I need some more. Clearly, where's a frost dwarf with a barrel under his cloak when you need one? Make sure not to show my wine skin that's still. Ah. <laughs> yeah, you keep that tucked away. Yep. Um, well, maybe. Uh, As you're stood there watching. Leopold. Since I've just rolled a one on the D6, a third one of these creatures emerges from the inside of this like barrow mound structure and he is. He's, I mean, you're too far away to hear what's being said, but he's like talking with the two on the door. So there's that now three of them there. I mean, maybe we should wait to see what comes of that to see if if that third one. I'll tell you what on. comes of it, brother. There's three of them. That's what comes of it. I suggest you get yourself up round that hill and drop down on them and we'll shoot them from afar and then we'll steam in and batter them. After a few moments, the the third creature who emerged from the, the Barrow Mount re-enters it, accompanied by the one with the, the pointy ears, leaving just the one with like the massive tongs that stood on the gate. Well, now's our time. Right. 
I see this indecision has resulted in them also getting bored. Let's shoot them. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think we should uh, do away with the risky um, approaching and uh, being uh, being seen and just take aim and loose. Yeah, let's take him by surprise. Okay, go for it. That's a 12. Okay, so your bolt sort of like aims straight towards him. However, at the last minute, his like massive tongue like flicks out and just like knocks the, the bolt to the side. <laughs> He's just like... <laughs> Whoosh your tongue. A monk tongue. No, this this guy is a tongue wizard. Clearly. This time he doesn't like reach out with his tongue. He sort of like re he actually like just as your arrow goes towards him, he like bends down to like pick up the remnants of the crossbow bolt to look at it. Oh and arrow goes, Jesus! Over his head. Malcolm and he Fett just turns around to... to see like what happened with the arrow and the other arrows. <laughs> yeah, goes like, like basically a, a mini storm of arrows like fly on either side of him, and he's like. Looking around, and and just as he looks back to like face your direction, this little stone goes, and like smacks him in the head. He's not dead, nearly. However, as you sort of like hit him with this stone, you you see like you've basically like stunned him a bit, and he sort of like drops to the ground, and he's like, does it, like his tongue's like hanging out and like trailing on the floor. He like doesn't really seem to know where he is. You've hit him like dead in the center of his head. You can see he's like he's trying to like push himself back up, but he's like he's obviously been sort of almost like concussed by this like big rocket in him in the forehead, and he's like <laughs> Ralph say Mark. And while he is trying to get up mm-hmm. him. <laughs> it's, it's it's gonna be a second volley. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Is 13 enough? It is indeed. You hit him with an arrow as he's sort of struggling back to his feet and finish him off. He just like slumps forward onto the ground. That's how it's done, boys. Yeah, I'll give Leopold a, a smile. <coughs> ah. You want to try again, Leo? I'm done. <laughs> Okay. You're you're talking to the back of Leo's head as he's rushing across <laughs> the field with his axe out. Yeah, yeah, rush rush the the corpse. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. You rush towards the corpse. As you get closer, you can see this now dead, malformed creature. It looks like a twisted, warped human, wearing rags armed with like a crude sort of club um, the only thing remarkable about him is as he's lying on the floor like, his tongue's like hanging out of him and his tongue like of what you can see of it and it doesn't look like it's fully extended it's like 10 foot long Jeez. it's like literally like trailing on the ground under, like his face down and his tongue's trailing out like he's got like a belt under his face and you can see the end of it it's got this weird sort of Almost like mucusy, like sticky sort of look to the end of the tongue. 
So, um, what what is the what's what's the situation with dead creatures on this island after you've told me of this rising of the the dead? Do you do some sort of sacrifice or ceremony to stop them from uh, rising yeah. once more? Yeah, there's there's a ceremony. <laughs> I'll, I'll get the hand axe out. <laughs> I, hope, I hope you use the uh, the formal ceremony. Mm. Yeah, there's there's a fair amount of pomp, less with the circumstance, <laughs> but. <laughs> Okay, so you get your axe out, and you walk up to this dead creature. Yeah, and uh, just just to be sure, because these are clearly unusual. Yeah, poke it a couple of times with the with the hand axe, <laughs> just to make sure. You poke it the first time, and like its tongue sort of goes and like twitches a bit, and you sort of get back like ready to like lay about it, but mm -hmm. it seems to just be like a reflection, like a twitch. Yeah, and you're pretty sure yeah. it's dead. Okay, so. Because it was about the door, so yeah. drag it off to the side so it's not there if someone yep, no thinks problems. to come looking. So like, take it uh, if there is a corner to take around, just around the corner, and then get to like just hacking off the head. And um, additionally, I'll I'll put a couple of blows in the lower back to get the spine, uh, just in case because. <laughs> I don't know if there's something they can do with a headless corpse as well. Yeah. So y you you make short work of dismembering this twisted corpse. Yeah. So you, okay. you you don't believe that the the dead that are being raised are actually aiding the knights in a good way to battle well, this sorcerer. It it might be so. However, I don't. Like, who can tell? Uh, we yeah. haven't talked to the knights. It. Yeah, yeah. And after our previous encounter, who knows what they think about us? So, hmm. no, that was just, that was just for just now, I'm just thinking that, especially with these, because we've never seen these before. They weren't here uh, previously, and we didn't see the, the 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 dwarves either. But I think for now, especially with these ones. I'd just like to be sure until we figure this out because yeah, yeah. I would rather have fewer of these coming after us if they do come after us. So. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And it's it's on me, uh, by the way, if someone's getting all all mad about this, um, I'll I'll deal with that when the time comes, if it does. So yeah, that's that's the ceremony we have for these. I say as I like wipe off the axe. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll say a few words to Leander, um, just to sort of, I hope the, his soul rests in peace sort of thing, because he was obviously tormented and mutated in some way. Oh yeah, awful destiny, whoever these people are. <laughs> Does your prophet ever speak back to you? Um, not directly, but in his way, certainly. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's more, by the way, inside before we get all, all relaxed. So thinking that we're doing, yeah. Yeah. How do we? Go, we know there's 
At least two more. Probably okay. more than that. But... So I will try and sneak in and see what I can see. And, okay. Uh, if if I attract their attention, I'll just run out. So you guys are kind of hiding outside, mm. ready to cut them off when they right. follow me out. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, by the way, John, is there like an actual door? No, it's just like an opening. Just an arch. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I'll put the hand axe away. Get out the sword, and I'll, I'll be sort of in, in ambush. Is, uh, is there any it, light from inside though? There doesn't appear to be no. It looks. No. It's a dark, cavernous void. So be careful. They may be able to see, in the dark. I can also see in the dark. Ah. Oh. Very useful. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, you peep into the, this yawning dark void and peering inside with your sort of your your night vision, effectively uh, your your Alvin heritage helping you out here. You can see that there appears to be a a long sort of stone corridor, like sloping down, and then it spreads out. It seems to be like quite a large structure. From the quick look around you you get but like most of it is underground so underneath this barrow mound okay and can i see either of the creatures that were here before you can't now okay and is it like a tin corridor that opens out into a room or is it like lots of little rooms it, it appears to be the the bit that you look in it's like a long corridor then it splits into two there's almost like a, a small sort of chamber at the end of the corridor and then it goes like left and right okay so I'd like to creep up to the chamber and see if there's anyone in it. Okay, you move into this small chamber, heading down like a little sort of flight of stone stairs at the end of this corridor. And as you like look into it, it's more just like a recess in the wall rather than actual chamber. Now you're closer. There doesn't appear to be anyone there. As you're looking to the left and right, you can see what appear to be sort of stone arches, but these have like stone sort of slats in them acting as doors. Okay. There is one on e when I look left and look right. There's one on either side. Yeah. And in fact, I don't know whether this will work or not because I've not actually done it before. But what I'm going to try and do is I'm going to try and just pull you over to this map, Rob, to see if you can see. It. I don't know whether I can actually do that. Now. Unfortunately not, so I'll just have to describe it to you. But yeah, as you as you look to the left and right, you can see a, a door sort of on either side. Okay. Um, so are they, are they... So I walk up the corridor, there's a recess on the left, and then does it turn left or right? Are the doors like right there, or is there like a few feet before the doors? Well, I'll tell you what, I will move you all onto the map. Obviously, I know you guys aren't in there, but it'll mean that at least Rob can see what's going on. I was actually thinking about maybe following Malcolm up a little bit. Okay, so I'm hoping you can see the map, or at least a portion of it now, Rob. Yeah, I'll 
I can see a large trophy. I can see the whole shebang. Can you? Yeah. All right, okay. I will avert my eyes. That's fine. Let me just have a look. I'm zoomed in quite a bit, but I can see more than I probably should. Okay, just give me a second. I think it's probably because you haven't got tokens on the map. Just give me a second. I'll drop you onto it. Has there been any change in your view of the map, uh, Colin? Uh, uh, well, I've averted my eyes, so I'll have to go back. Okay. Uh, no, I can still see it all. Oh, that's weird. I'll avert my eyes again. Apologies again, guys. Let's try moving back to the main map and try that again. better for me. Okay. Cool. Oh yeah. Lovely. Apologies for that guys. It's not a problem. So yeah, as I've described you can see like this sort of like recess here. Okay. And then sort of up here you can see what this stone door and just to the south of where Weimar is so sort of like down here as you can see another of these stone doors the passageway would also seem to split here and here uh, okay so so we came did we come in this stairs here That's is that correct. what happened yeah you've come okay. down this stairs okay and I've looked left and right and I can see a door on either side okay yeah. so what I would do is I will head north to here and then try and basically peek around either corner and see if I can see anything okay well feel free to move yourself up and I'll see you can okay. see what you can see I'm actually gonna come in and I'm gonna put myself in here at this point okay and just I can then relay quietly a bit of information perhaps to the surface Indeed. okay um, can I see anything in either of those corridors? Not that you can see at the moment, no. Okay. So then what I would like to do is listen to the door and see if I can hear anything from the other side. Okay, that is absolutely fine. So make your listen at doors roll. If I was to see the no. Okay. Okay. You listen at the door. You think you can hear like a very, very faint sort of scuffling, but nothing you can make out distinctly. Okay. So I think I'll just try and open the door. Okay. Go for it. Click on the little door bit. Okay. It it opens up into a room beyond. I'm assuming you're not carrying a torch. You're using your dark vision. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to make a roll for these cheeky chappies who are behind the door. See if they're. 
Oh, uh, rare of you. I do have a surprise attack skill as well. Oh, do you? What does that do? Um, so let me just pull it up here. Uh, it... Uh, it's got a flick knife. Uh, so, sorry, it's only in the wilderness. Okay. It's not actually in a... In a, I wouldn't consider this wilderness, so I don't think it applies. No problems. Okay, so I'll make a roll to see if they're surprised. It's at the Rambo, Rambo character class. <laughs> okay. They are not surprised. So okay. they, they spot you. Or say one can get at you. But one immediately rushes towards you, followed by the other, and it's going to attempt to attack you. Okay. Using its like primitive club. I will relay that there is a problem to my companions at the surface. Okay, so it swings its crude club at you. You sort of duck back through the doorway, Malcolm, and the, the club like clatters into the actual sort of like archway with this loud like, <coughs> like echoes down the corridors. Okay. Uh, so I think I will return a favour. Okay, go for it. Oh. 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 That's buggish. <laughs> what, what were you attacking with? Uh, it's a scimitar. Okay, so as you're, you swing your oh, scimitar down... Well, there you go, down, that was your first mistake. As you swing your scimitar down, this creature like swings its like crude club up, and the two weapons like meet each other, and you're both like, trying to like, force each other back. The the second creature is like trying to push round the first to like try and get at you, but there's there's just not enough room basically. Okay. Okay. So that's them gone. That's Malcolm gone. It's over to the rest of you guys. I just call. I just call up a shout to the the guys up by the door. Um. Uh, yeah, there's a problem. Enemy spotted. Going in. Okay, so just just to paint a picture with words for uh, the friar and for uh, Weimar, you see Malcolm head down this corridor in the flickering light of your torches. He opens this door. This creature immediately like, fills the door. There's like a <coughs> exchange of blows. None of them managing to land a hit on each other. And then Leopold turns around and like, there is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they're outside, didn't they? They're outside working yeah. on their town. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got the, um, we've got the two cups with a string between. <laughs> God, there's a problem. There's a problem. I'm going in. And then I, I drop the pot and rush into the fray. Okay, move yourself in. Uh,. Yeah, these five foot squares, I can get yes, there and clump are, yeah. a guy, can't I? You would be able to, however, much as in the same way their guy can't get in because there's someone in the way, Malcolm's like in the doorway. 
Get out of the way, Malcolm. What's the matter with you? You missed. <laughs> Step aside. So can I, where I, can I get? Yeah, I'm going to say, like, Malcolm, if you want to step aside, you yeah, can do that. Cool. You can move in. Right. Is there any way, like, is there a, a thing where I can just come, like, barging through and, like, barrel this fool out of the way? Like, just come in, like, rush him, bum I, I, rush him. I, I will say... If you want to just do that as like your entire action, just to like knock yeah. him out of the way and get in the room, you can do yeah. that. If you want to make yeah. an attack as well, you can do so, but your attack will be at like a penalty because you're barging through and then just like swinging wildly, basically. Well, I might as well have a go, aren't I? Okay, so move yourself into the room to like where you want to end up. All right, I was hoping you weren't going to put it on top of the other token, but never mind. All right. No, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm just kidding. All right, uh, so I'm rolling... So what I'm going to say is make make a make a strength check now, oh, and this okay. strength check is going to determine like how bad the like, penalty is. Like If you succeed, it'll be a little penalty because you just like... <laughs> it's a success. So you are only going to get a minus two penalty to your attack roll. Okay. This... As you literally just like shoulder barge this guy out of the way and yeah. like come up Doosh. with your, your Frost Dwarf axe, which yeah. I hope you've noticed I've renamed as a Frost Dwarf axe. I have axe. noticed it, yeah. It wasn't wasted <laughs> on me. I will see what it does now. See what it see what it does. <laughs> not, not, not a lot. Ah, shonky. Should have kept the other axe. Uh, okay, so you rush in. Unfortunately, because you're, sort of, you're trying to like disentangle yourself from this like creature, you just sort of swing wildly. And you like basically slice a bit of his furs off, but you don't actually get a blow in. Yeah, on it. I've not. I've, this is an untried axe. I need to get. I need to get the. Uh, I need to get a measure of it. Uh, okay, so for Brother Lomas and for Weimar Lomgro, obviously you were stood like sort of like just at the top of the stairs, like looking down uh -huh. the corridor, and you've seen sort of like stood at the end of the corridor, Leopold like giving giving you the signs and letting you know what's going on. Then suddenly he's just drawn his axe and he's just like disappeared from you as he's like pelted down the corridor. What do you guys want to do? We've got no light down there at the moment, have we? So No. Okay. So... Um Go on, uh, Well I, I can get a torch going. Uh so Yeah uh, I'm, I'm not gonna that. I'm not gonna make you take an action to light a torch. Okay. Well <laughs> yeah. So I'll I'll get the torch going and uh torch uh, sun sword. Down we go. Okay, and I shall follow with my trusty staff. Okay, so since you guys were just stood at like the at the sort of top of the stairs, basically, you can still take your move and attack as you would do normally, because you were okay. sort of like edging closer as you were like seeing like because obviously, uh, thanks to Leopold going like there's some trouble going down, guys. You were like, oh, we best to like get ready. So you were ready to like head in there. So I guess like we'll come down and Malcolm's there. So a quick glance and like nod towards where um, Leopold is. Yeah, you see Leopold uh, untangling himself. Get out of it! Oh yeah, so yeah, there's there's something going on there. So I'll I'll give a nod to um, Malcolm and and get in. Okay. So coming in with the torch in in my left hand, sun sword in the right hand. I'll uh, be quite surprised by this individual. Oh, the ping goes underneath the token, but the mm -hmm. one on my right. Yeah. Um, 
because I thought, yeah, there's something there that Leopold is fighting, but I didn't realize that there was a second one as well. So I'll jump a little bit and like uh, try and Go for it. hit it with the sun sword. Okay. Come on. Praise Gale. Okay, so you swing your sword. This creature, like surprisingly nimbly, that like, leaps back out of the way of your swipe. However, as you swing the sword, like Leopold, you and everyone else hears Weimar sort of talking in a in a voice that's not his own, and you hear this voice go, "Yes, that's right. Run away. Don't worry. We'll get him next time." Okay. Brother Lomas, obviously you've heard this like strange exclamation. Yeah. You can see it's like coming from Weimar and his mouth's moving, but it's blatantly not his voice. Yeah. Um. What was my movement rate? Sorry, John. It should be on your character sheet. Oh, I didn't see it. Uh... Forty. Oh, is that what I is? Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. good. To be honest, we're all still getting used to like foundry and slight differences, so don't worry about it. Oh, it, can't go there. You know when you drag your um, your measurement over, if you if you want to go somewhere where you've like measured to, if you press the space bar, like when you've got it where it. you want it, it'll move you to where you've your measurement stops. Can I can I actually get through there though? Yeah, because there's only like other player characters in the way, so you can just like duck around them. So I don't know if you can see my measuring thing, but this is forty. Okay. Yeah. No, that's yeah. seems good. I should uh, I should squeeze my uh, ample frame past the other two and uh, take a swing at this this guy at the end there. Go for it. Oh, Lomas is a lardy boy, is he? Used to the easy life. He's got a lot of heavy furs. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's, got, yeah. he's got a bit of timber on him, but he's a friar. He's a man of God. He's not like a combat monster. Yeah. That's it. The easy Should, life. Shouldn't judge. Too much beer and honey. Yeah, but look, he's, he's doing the business. That's all that yeah. matters. However, Can't as you're sort of like, oh, a bit too much beer and honey, almost as though, like, going by your words, he starts, like, slapping the absolute shit out of this creature. What weapon is it you're using, by the way, Brother Lomas? He's got uh, the staff. He's got the, the two-handed. Okay, yeah, so staff. you just start, like, laying about this creature with your staff, like, raining, like, heavy blows down on it. And it sort of like falls to the floor, so trying to hold its hands up, like trying to like sh fend off at these blows. But like you give it such a drubbing, it's technically still alive, but it's pretty much like in a bloody heap on the floor with you, like. <laughs> and you know, if he's, the, if he's the friar, he should be getting their two heads together and like just go doosh, banging their heads <laughs> together. That's the classic friar move, and then trip them over with your quarter stuff. <laughs> Okay, so I believe everyone's acted. So it's going to be the creatures. So the the one that's trying to fend you off is going to make a last desperate attempt to like swipe at your legs and like bite onto your legs, brother Lomas, because like he really can't get at anyone else because you're like giving him such a kick in. Yeah, fair enough. Oof. Okay, you take four hit points of damage as you feel these surprisingly sharp teeth 
like clamp onto your leg as this thing, like the last ounce of its strength is just like, ah! Yeah, if you look on your sheet, you should see the. Um, yeah, yeah. Did the oh, wrong I see one. you've got it. Yeah, yeah, no problems. A everyone does that the first time they have to change it, <laughs> in including me. <laughs> okay, so to to your left, Leopold, you see this almost like beaten to death creature. So suddenly, like lunges forward, like, like bites in. You can see it's got like almost like canine teeth, like sharp sort of fangs. And it clamps onto Brother Lomas's leg, and you see like blood leaking down the side of its face as it's like. Oh, jeez. What do you do, Leopold? Um. Hmm. Well, I feel like Brother Leopold could probably deal with that. This is. Uh, no, I better, I better try and hit the other one, I feel. Or should I? No, 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 no. I'll hit that one that's biting on him. That that okay. seems like uh, that's a clear and present danger, so I will... Go for it. I will... Get off him! Uh, I've got plus two to that. Or have I got a plus two or 15? So you've no, it's plus just one. a plus one, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, that's one short of what you need, I'm afraid. So you get ready to swing in. However, as you do, because like, obviously, like, Brother Lomas is trying to, like, shake this thing off his leg, he turns around and you're like, oh, best not, otherwise I'm just going to hit him. Yeah. And you have to, like, pull your attack back short. Okay, why more? What do? You're muted if you're speaking. Yep. Yep. Uh, so. Hmm. Uh, is my friend over here um, reacting in any way to his uh, compatriot getting absolutely smashed uh, with a stick? It doesn't really seem to be, to be honest. Okay, There's something to uh, think about with uh, like how these people are. <laughs> like, is 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 it just going in for its own uh, survival at this point? Or yeah, it seems to be. Yeah. Okay. Good. So he's uh, Weimar. That is is going to go in with the with the sun sword again. Come on. No, it's... It's... It's not going to happen. Okay, so you swing in for this creature, and I'm going to make its attack now, because I forgot to. Yep. In its round. Okay. Let's see what we do. Ooh. <laughs> okay, so you swing in with your sword, and as you do so, it hurls itself towards you, going for your throat. You basically act like leap up into the air, so it like lands on the floor where you were. But in doing so, you it throws your attack wide, but you avoid being hit by this creature. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I was going to hit, but instead it was a dodge. Indeed. <laughs> okay, so Malcolm, back out in the corridor. Okay, I'm going to step into the door, mate. Before you do so, roll me a d6. Okay, as you're sort of like heading into the door, you can hear the sound of footsteps coming from here. If you can see that ping. I can't see the ping. But, but, oh, I'll tell you what. I mean, sorry, but... Yeah, so it's so coming from down this corridor. Okay. Okay. Uh... Sorry, unfortunately, normally I can tell whether you can see the pings. I can see it in my test player window, but <laughs> since, since I can't use that, I've got like a different view to you guys. Okay. Um, so do I hear them coming at pace or just coming? They they appear to be moving quite rapidly. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. So I'll just whistle into the room that there's someone coming, and I will get my ball ready to shoot whoever it is when they come around the corner. Okay, no problems. Okay, so you're ready and set. So we'll move on to the next round. So it's the creature that the one on the floor is going to attack. Have, have you gone this round, Brother Lamas? Uh, no, I haven't had me second go. It, it, it in, in, in which case, my apologies. Please make do okay. do whatever you uh, want to do. I'm going to try and uh, use my staff and my other foot to stomp on this creature. Nice. Make your attack roll. Yeah, it's only got one hit point left. You stomp it good. Yeah, I shall use its leverage on my leg to uh, get a good hit on it. It's pinned in place. Indeed, and what I'm going to say is, since it only had one hit point left, I'm going to say you basically sort of step into here and sort of like swing your staff, and I'm going to roll two of your damage over to the next one. Oh, sweet. Because you basically, like, because this thing only had one hit point left, so you basically, like, smash through that and carry through into the next one, knocking a couple of hit cool. points, sort of striking it unawares from the side, sort of throwing it off balance a little bit. Okay, so has everyone gone this round? Cool. Okay, I'll, yep. go, I'll go on to those creatures. Now that the sort of sound of combat's died down a bit, you guys all hear like a... And you see from the corridor here, two more of the creatures that rush into the room you're in. Also, a couple of them run around here, into the corridor that you're in, Malcolm. Okay. And those ones that have come around here will be able to get into combat, or one of them will. Now, can I shoot on their turn, because I was ready? Yeah, that's fine. Go for it. Okay, so as the first one runs around a corner, it's like, and you just like fire an arrow, it goes straight into its mouth, and it just sort of like 
it takes a couple of halting steps forward as like it doesn't really its brain's not yet processed what's happened and then it just like topples forward you see the, the one behind it doesn't even slow down it just like literally like tramples over its body trying to get towards you okay so I'll do the attack rolls for the ones up here so we've got one on Brother Lomas You take three hit points of damage. Uh, I don't think I do. <laughs> uh, I think he's he's only on three. So you're you're down to zero hit points, is that correct? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that means you're unconscious. You're not dead. But one of the house rules we use is basically you can go to minus your level before you're dead. Okay. Okay. So this creature just like whacks Brother Lomas round the face with this crude club and he just goes down okay so the other one's going to attack Weimar but the second one has just rushed in can't, can't get to anybody okay and the one you're fighting Weimar hits you for 6 damage again striking you with a crude club And it's over to you guys. Who wants to go first? Uh, I'll shoot the one in the corridor. Okay, go for it. That is a hit. Okay, so... Would you like to describe how you cinematically dispatch a second of these creatures with an arrow? <laughs> um, so as it's kind of um, slowed down a little bit to climb over its mate, and um, it's just going to get the same arrow into the, right, right between the eyes, um, just straight into the brain. Um, yeah, your, your, like your arrow brain. hits it with such force it actually like, spins around on the spot, and then its <laughs> legs just go out from underneath and it just collapses to the floor. Yeah. Right beside its red. Okay, so Leopold. Brother yeah, I'm Lomas just. Lomas yeah, is down. Yeah, I just dance around the side of this one and come at it as it's about to like fall upon Lomas. I outflank it and try and go for hit it. it. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh. Okay, you swing at it, you don't manage to land a, a palpable hit on it. However, you have distracted it from just like jumping on the unconscious form of Brother Lomas. Okay, why more? Yeah. Yeah, we're continuing to fail. Um, Epically. I'll just take another swipe at my, at my eternal foe. <laughs> and uh, we'll see how that goes. I don't know if I'd quite graduate them to the status of eternal foe, but uh, uh, we'll see. Um, Praise Gale. Uh, that's good enough. Yep. Getting there. Good getting there. You yeah, go. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, you have taken this creature down. <laughs> how do you finish it off? Uh, it's been extremely shambolic. The 
the fight that we've had. Yeah. Uh, so I think it, it just ends that way as well because uh, it, it jumped me. I dodged and I think I I basically slip and just like fall down. Accidentally hit it. Like steady myself <laughs> with the sword and just impale it by yeah. accident. You, like, imp- you impale it, it and it's like... Yeah, you impale it and like put because as you're sort of yeah. coming down from your leap, you put all your weight behind it and it's like... <laughs> Yeah, it's like pinned on the floor. It's like, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, oh, uh, uh. <laughs> like okay. trying to push myself up, <laughs> stepping on the corpse. So still twitching. Has everyone acted this round? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that one's now free to move in towards Weimar. So I'm going to do the the one attacking uh, Leopold first. You have taken two hit points of damage as this crude club smashes into you. Leopold. And another one attacking Weimar. Does absolutely nothing. Yeah, unfortunately <laughs> for it, it steps into the, the, the void of entropy that is me currently. <laughs> it just sucks out all the all the luck. Indeed, I'm going to say it's sort of a. It steps forward and it actually slips slightly as it's sort of like stepping onto like the sort of splattered remains of its companion, and it, like, it has to like spend its like action like steadying itself effectively, so it's not able to attack you. Yeah, the Benny Hill music, <laughs> pretty is, much, is where we are. <laughs> okay, Leopold, what do you want to do? I will. Um, I'm actually going to try and move around a bit more and hit uh, 13 that's exactly what you need so as this creature's sort of like turning around you see like spittle running down its face and it's sort of like it's basically looming over like brother Lomas like getting ready to like rend him to shreds how do you finish it off um yeah, I think I just fall upon it with the full weight of the axe and, like, follow it up with, uh, like, a knee. Nice. In the, you know, so it, like, goes straight over the top of him, rolls over the top, and I end up sort of standing astride uh, Lomas. Indeed. Lomas, so as, Lomas. as you sort of finish this creature off, you're now basically sort of stood over, like, one leg either side of, like, Brother Lomas lying on the floor. Okay, why more? <laughs> okay, let's see <laughs> what terribleness occurs as uh, a, like just about get myself up, like try and pull the the sword out in time to uh, swing the, again. The sword slides out with surprising ease. Mm. Let's see about the results there. So again, um, just hit. Just continuing to hit the next one. No, <laughs> so it's because uh, there's there's a bunch of viscera on the floor now. So it's like slipping and sliding. It's just like whoa. Yeah, the, the sort of combat between you and that thing. It's basically you both sort of like sliding and like falling over and picking yourselves up. So as yeah. the remains of the dead one are just getting <laughs> splattered everywhere, and you both like <laughs> slipping and trying to block each other and spraying this blood and viscera everywhere. Bad times. 
Okay, Malcolm. Uh, so if I step back here, okay. So can I attack him from the doorway? Yes, you can. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I will just swing my sword. Boom. There you go. Oh, he is done. So as the, <laughs> as this thing's like sliding around and all this blood and viscera, and it's it's managed to steady itself. It's like lifting its claw, but it's not even noticed you. It's like I'm on a KY while I was sculling. How do you sleep, sneak in, and finish it off? So um, yeah, as it's kind of lifting its uh, its its club, just just kind of scimitar comes into the room, just straight into its chest, and just gets twisted and pulled back out. Um, I, I do enjoy the image. It's like just out of screen. The scimitar just comes in suddenly, like, <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty much what happens, leaving you all alone for the moment. You you're all sort of breathing quite heavily with the exertions of the combat. You sort of like you let your breath slow down. You're all like listening out. Obviously, you with your keen sense of hearing, Malcolm. But you don't hear the sounds of any further footsteps approaching for the moment. Uh, <laughs> let's get the brother out of here <laughs> that was terrible um, I'll put the, the sword away and, and uh, presumably Leopold is going to uh, help me with, uh, with uh, brother Lomas yeah I'll, I'll grab hold of him under his arms lift him up, wake him up yeah I'll, I'll take like a leg and a half because I have the torch as well so. uh, I'll take the torch if you want to lead you okay, yeah, yeah that's, that's fine yeah I'll be going on a. I'll be mumbling about glass cannons as I'm lifting him up. Uh, a bit, bit of a glass trebuchet. <laughs> oh yeah, glass catapult. <laughs> Although technically we've we've got gunpowder in this setting, so yeah, glass cannons fine. Mm. Okay, so, so you, does that shoot glass then? <laughs> okay, so you've you've got hold of brother Lomas. Are you just planning to like scram out of the the building? think so yeah i think yeah um we want to get him somewhere safe i think um, we need to medivac him out don't we yeah okay so we move back onto the main map you're you're blissfully unmolested as you all sort of like fireman's lift brother lomas and you like hot foot it back out through the the yawning open portal of this this strange sort of barrow mound slash tomb construction. Obviously, you can tell that Brother Lomas is alive. He's still breathing. As soon as you get into the cold air, you can see his breath like hissing out of him. Should we go back to the dwarves or...? Uh, I think we should go down here into the forest and just kind of um, set up camp and see what we can do to tend his wounds and have some food and see what the night brings. Okay, so we got any? To, uh, have we yeah, got any yeah. medicinal herbs or anything to fix him up? No. Mm. No, a bit of rest and some bandages is about as good as it gets. Okay, now you obviously you, we know like according to the rules, you if you have like a day of rest, you heal one d three at points. So. You guys hot foot it down to the forest. I'm going to make a quick roll to see if anything happens to you on the way. Oh. Okay. Let's see what we do. 
Okay. So as you're sort of you're making camp in the forest, you might actually quite like this, Malcolm. You, <laughs> you, uh, you're sort of like you're the, you're the ranger. Obviously, you're the, the huntsman, Malcolm. So you're sort of while everyone else is getting Brother Loma settled down, getting ready to make a campfire, all the normal stuff you do when you're camping, you're sort of checking out the site, so like making sure you're safe, like looking for tracks, you know, the normal sort of stuff. And as you're sort of like peering into the trees, you hear like this, like. <laughs> sound coming from just a little way inside the trees okay well, that doesn't sound like dryads <laughs> um, so I will try and creep up on whatever kind of creature is making this noise okay make your wilderness like move silently roll So as you move a short distance into the trees, you come across what appear to be a couple of wild boar, sort of like snuffling around in the roots of the trees, making that like, <laughs> as they're obviously like looking for roots and stuff like that that they can eat. Um, one of them looks up. They, they've obviously noticed you, but they're not, that they're animals. They're not like immediately hostile. You're not like rushing towards them or anything. They're sort of like keeping half an eye on you, but they seem mainly concerned with like finding food. And you can see that these boars, being a, a sort of a polar species of the, the genus, they have like large sort of like white, like bristly fur rather than normal like dark browns you get from boars in Rohaline, your home continent. Okay. They, they don't appear vastly interested in you, to be perfectly honest. Okay. So what I would like to do which won't surprise you, is approach one with uh, a little bit of food held out and okay. see if I can't make him my animal companion. Okay, remind me, how, and for the viewers at home, how that works again? Uh, it's basically a morale roll plus one, I think. Uh, so I, so make, I make a morale roll for them and add one, is that correct? Uh, uh, I must approach the animal in a peaceful manner. Yeah, the referee makes a reaction roll with a plus one bonus uh, and my charisma modifier, which is basically zero. And if it's okay. eight or greater, the animal is my companion. Okay, so what I'm going to say is cross one of your rations off, because regardless of the result, they're having that food, so you've lost that. Yeah, perfect. And I'm going to make the roll for them. I've only rolled 1d6 like an idiot. So let me roll another one. Just roll them both together. It's, it's too late in the evening to do simple addition. I'll, I'll tell you what, you know, I'll just roll the wrong dice as well while I'm at it. <laughs> Six, seven, plus one, eight. Yeah. There's an eight. Okay. Okay, so I'm just, forgive the slight delay, guys, I'm just having a quick look at uh, Malcolm's sheet to refresh myself on that ability because it's not what we really used. The animal becomes the hunter's loyal companion, okay? So just give me a moment. I'm going to replicate a copy of the ball. Boom, 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 boom. Duplicate. There we go. Let's let's move that into the the play of it. That is some 
tasty rations here. You got. Yeah, and it stays fresh because it's walking <laughs> around with us. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to change the permissions on that. So, like, if it becomes necessary in the future, Rob, you should be able to control that. And if you click on it now, you should be able to see like the full character sheet and everything. Well, it's a monster sheet, obviously. Perfect. Okay, yeah, so you offer this food out. Both boars, like, grab a chunk of, like, the sort of jerky or whatever you're offering. One of them immediately sort of grabs it and runs off into the woods with it. The other one sort of stays behind it. It's still eyeing you a little warily, but it seems, like, well disposed towards you since you've offered it some food. Okay. Cool. I need to find the name first. Yeah, and in fact, because you control the sheet, you should just be able to rename it by just overtyping where it says ball at the top of the sheet. Okay. Okay, cool. congratulations. You have yourself a boar animal companion. Excellent. So to the rest of the you, you guys, it's a bit of an odd scene, I'm not going to lie to you. You've been like sorting out Brother Lomas, making him comfortable. You've got a little fire started, you know. You, you started like getting the cooking pot on with some water, ready. you know, the normal sort of stuff you do. And then you, you hear like this in the trees, and Malcolm like disappears into the trees. There's more, and then he comes walking out a short while later, and he's got this like little, like wild, like white furred boar, sort of like not looking tame. But sort of like walking alongside of me occasionally like offers it like a little bit of food and it's like walking next to him. Right. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's a little bit of an odd scene. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Yeah, Malcolm is a bit odd, as you guys know. So. But then again, eventually this is exactly the sort of thing we want to be doing here. So... Good. Yeah, we'll want to get more of those, is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, so as you have this discussion, you're all sort of settling in for the evening. Now, obviously, you're going to have to spend at least a day here because Brother Limus is going to need like a day of rest. So you're not going to be able to sort of wake him up in the morning and go straight to it. You're going to have to like stay here for a day. I mean, I, I can do some healing once I'm conscious. Yeah, but you need to have a day's rest before you get enough hit points back to be conscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's... Yeah, that's that's the rub here, and I think since we have our camp in in a different place than we landed, before it gets dark, uh, I'll go and get our uh, canoe. Yeah, no problems. Because we need it here. In case we need to go <laughs> in the night. Yeah, yeah. Whilst you do that, I think um, I'll gather up firewood and. Okay. So uh, maybe can I do some foraging or anything? You most certainly can, my friend. Would that be dedicated? Well, you've, you've got an entire day, so yeah. Okay. Uh, I've got a four in six. And a five, five in six if there's a fryer in the party. But he's out of action, but good to know. Right, uh, so it's a D6. Do you count one and up? Yep. 
Then I have succeeded. Okay, so roll me another d6. Ooh. I don't remember seeing all this, all this stuff before. Well, I'll, I broke even. I broke even. Yeah, you, you've basically found like one set of rations, which I'll drop onto your couch. I've wandered around for a day. In I actually raspberries. have all the rations, John. Just all right, okay. Just add one. On, just yeah, add yeah. one onto your stash. So yeah, um, you, you've you've wandered around Leopold. You found like berries and like roots that you think are edible and stuff like that. It's not particularly appetising, you know. It'll do it a push. I mean, this this island, as you as um, Weimar rightly said, is fairly like sparse. Aside from like the trees and like a few animals, I mean, even the boars are having to like scrabble around looking for stuff. So mm. you're pretty lucky you found anything. To be perfectly honest, mm. I'll try and spend a day doing some hunting if that's okay. That is absolutely fine, Malcolm. It's not actually a roll. Okay, it's just a string. Oh. Okay, so I find nothing. I guess my. <clears throat> Unfortunately not. Yeah, you already met the day's catch. Yeah, <laughs> I okay. decided not to catch it. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. while whilst Leopold and uh, Malcolm have been doing that, why am I? You fetch the canoe. You, you've got it yeah. to your current position. It's good to go. The night passes fairly uneventfully. Are you just planning on staying put for the day to give Lomas time to heal, or? I think that's the plan. Like we need we need Lomas on on his feet, and yeah. Okay, so another day passes. I'll make a roll to see if anything happens. Oh, something has happened. Let me see what it is. Death Knights. Yeah, that'd be unfortunate, wouldn't it? Yeah. Okay. So, Weimar, as you're sort of you're heading back with the canoe, which I know this happens slightly afterwards, but just for like narrative no, purposes, no, no, yeah. as you're heading back with the canoe, you spot a mal, a single malformed humanoid shape slinking through the trees, obviously trying to trying to be a bit stealthy, but not aided by its twisted body, and you recognise mm -hmm. another one of these sort of like mutated creatures. That seems to be like slowly getting, like trying to sneak close to like where your camp is, but there only appears to be one of them. And I'm on the canoe. Distance-wise, how how much are we talking? About twenty feet. Ooh, ooh, it's gonna get shots. Uh, okay, so I'm yeah, I'm gonna shoot it. Go for it. <laughs> Okay, so just to give this a, a bit of a, a narrative flair, in the camp conscious there is only Malcolm and Leopold. The the sort of underbrush suddenly parts and this like mutated raggedy ass creature runs in and it like leaps through the air, like trying to like dive on the two of you. And suddenly from out of the air there's this and this arrow hits it in the back. It rolls over and starts like picking itself up with this arrow sticking out of its back. 
it's not looking too clever but it's still grimly hanging on to life but the arrow has pretty much like halted its surprise attack so Malcolm and Leopold you'll get a chance to strike it should you wish uh, how far away from us is this? by the time you've seen it it's about 10 foot Okay. it's literally so, just burst out of the trees where you are because yeah, it, it was about to be on your back trying to kill okay. you but... <laughs> uh, so I'll grab my sword which I would expect to be nearby and try yep. and swing at it Well, okay, that'll that'll do it. <laughs> so literally, as this thing's like picking itself up off the floor with this arrow sticking about, you literally just step in and like and like swipe its head off, and it just its body collapses to the floor. At which point, your boar companion moves over and starts eating it. Nice. I was gonna say these things edible. Well, the boar certainly seems to think so. You've got a new ritual now. I might try and cook a bit up. Yeah. Roll, roll me a D3, Leopold. A two. Okay. You managed to get a single, like, rations worth of meat off it as you're sort of trying to, like, shoulder the boar out of the way as it's, like, guzzling it down. <laughs> Uh, so you um, you now have a rations worth of sort of semi-human meat to, to add to your waste not want not Malcolm <laughs> what do your ancestors say is that what they say though okay yeah that's what they say now the, the rest of the day passes desperate times call for desperate measures the rest of the day passes fairly uneventfully I, I, I rolled for you earlier brother Lomas you regained three hit points so you sort of you, the last thing you remember you were getting clobbered by these like brutal creatures in some sort of underground barrow but as you start waking up you can see you're in like a, a little like forest clearing there's a little fire crackling away there's there's like what looks to be the remains of a hacked up headless body like not too far away uh you, you as your as your senses are dimly returning you can hear this loud like bellicose voice going waste not what not that's what the ancestors say and you sort of, you, as your sight sort of swims hazily back into view, you're looking around and you can see your companions like Weimar's just sort of like bringing the boat up into the trees effectively as you're sort of regaining consciousness. You can see that obviously pretty much an entire day has passed and night has just started to fall. Hmm. So things didn't go quite to plan. <clears throat> well, you're not dead. Uh, thankfully yeah. so, Leander has decided to spare me. Your prophet's very generous. With the help of my companions, obviously. Um, so, would I... S I assume I wouldn't be able to uh, do any spells, because I haven't... I wasn't sort of conscious... Well, what I'm going to say is you'll be able to like do your like praying now effectively, but it will take like some time. I would be able to do a bit of healing, sort of in the evening or something. Yeah, exactly. Okay, because I think uh, Weimar's injured as well, isn't he? However, as you're sort of like you're settling down and you're like, oh, I should probably say, I pray for some healing power from Leander. You start getting this vague sense of 
unease. You can't quite put your finger on it, but you just start feeling a little bit unsettled. What, within myself or yep. within the surroundings? Within yourself. Mm. Well, I should, I should add that into my prayer session for some, for some um, foresight or, or trying to understand what's going on. Okay, so you've moved a short distance away from the others to like have a bit of quiet to do your praying, basically, and you're sort of like centering yourself, trying to push the unease away, so you can concentrate on your prayers to Leander. When, as you happen to look up through the trees, you see what appear to be maybe half a dozen figures in the darkness shambling towards you. And as one of them steps into a patch of moonlight that is shining through the trees, you see the vacant, slack-jawed, rotting face of a dead man staring back at you. And that is where we end the session for this evening, guys. As, as Brother Lomas spots six zombies approaching through the trees, for it is now night time. Mm -hmm. I'll catch a break, can I? Nope. <laughs> no, but you are still alive, so. <laughs> okay, so thank you very much for playing, guys. I, I hope you all enjoyed it. Some technical hitches and whatever aside. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was good. It was good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so again, thanks to my excellent players, I'm going to stop the stream now and then we'll sort out XP and stuff. So if you're watching this in the future, thanks very much. Take care and we'll catch you soon. Bye.